You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. I'm Sarah Honiger. And I'm Christy Landwehr. And you are listening to the special monthly NRHA episode of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for this Thursday, November 9th, 2023. Good morning, Horse World. It's the second Thursday of the month. That means it's time to slide in to the National Reigning Horse Association episode of Horses in the Morning. Well, Sarah, I am so excited about today's show. We are going to talk today in this National Reigning Horse Association episode with Casey Deary, who is a past NRHA Futurity Champion, and also with Frank Constantini, who's our past NRHA president and currently with Markel Insurance. And Markel sponsors our sale that takes place at the Futurity each year. And so for those that are listening in and maybe don't know, what is a Futurity? What what are we doing here in November? What's happening? Well, we like to refer to this as the Super Bowl of reigning. So here in a couple weeks, the Oklahoma uh, City Fairgrounds will be flooded with the best three-year-old reigning horses in the whole world. We've had some come from Europe, from Brazil. We have spectators from all over the world, and they will all culminate to see who will be our NRHA Futurity Champion for both the Open and the Non-Pro. And again, these are all three-year-old horses, the very, very best in the world, and it is just so much fun to watch. And what's so neat about it is it's not only that. What goes on in there? Isn't there another arena that has action? And so what goes on in that arena? Yes. So it is also in conjunction with the Adequan North American Affiliate Championships. So these horses can be any age and these horse and rider combinations qualify to come show at this championship at 10 affiliate regional championships across North America. So we'll have competitors from Canada, from Mexico, from all over the United States vying to compete for these North American championships. There's so much prestige with these awards. They had to qualify to get here, haul from all over North America. The horses can be of any age. There's different classes ranging in the level of experience in reigning. So you'll see some past maturity champions, and then you'll see rookies that have won less than $500. You'll see kids competing. It's one of my favorite events to watch. I absolutely love it. And along with this is actually our Toy on Ranch Rookie of the Year. And if you want to see some loud stands and some really excited fans, that's always a really, really fun event to watch. And if that's not enough, there is also a big (laughs) sale that takes place during the event. Yes, I'm sure later when we talk to Frank, he'll talk some about this. But the Markel uh, Futurity Sales, that will be on November 30th. So if, if you're listening to this and you've been interested in you know, having a reigning horse of your own, you can come to that sale. Or, you know, I know a lot of people really love just seeing different horse sales, seeing, you know, what kind of horses move through the sale, just being in that environment. And it's free admission that day. So we'd love to have you just come be part of the sale, even if you might not be ready to purchase your own reigner just yet. And what's so great about this, this all takes place in Oklahoma City at the fairgrounds. However, there is a live feed of the show and there's also a live feed of the sale. So you can actually bid remotely. Absolutely. And if you are at home and want to watch um, 
you know, and you'd rather it be on your TV if you're someone who, you know, doesn't always do great getting live streams working. I know for my family, that's definitely the case. Uh, we'll also be on the Cowboy Channel, which is really exciting. And what's so neat about this, we have some other um, sponsors and corporate partners that do things. So, for example, Cinch, who's our official jean and shirt uh, corporate partner, they are sponsoring the non-pro futurity. And then we also have uh, Not Rough at All, which is a wonderful stallion um, in our reigning. They, uh, that group is sponsoring the semifinals, the open semifinals. And then we also have um, Bob's, and Bob's Custom Saddles actually sponsors our showdowns that happen there for our non-pros and our opens. And then, of course, you already mentioned Toy On. So there is just so much going on. And then there's one more thing I think we need to mention. There's also the Reigning Horse Foundation that is part of us. And they are doing a big event on Wednesday night called the Sliders Night Out. Yes, absolutely. And that will go to find all the wonderful work that our uh, Reigning Horse Foundation does. They have a crisis fund. They fund many scholarships. They We'll honor our Hall of Fame and Dale Wilkinson Lifetime Achievement Award winners that night. So it'll be a really fun night. And all of these events that we have mentioned really culminate and all the excitement ramps up to the MS Diamonds Level 4 Open Futurity Finals, which are on Saturday, December 2nd. That is true. mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, you just kind of gear up all week long for the finals. And what's so great about that is that they give, talk about Super Bowl. You mentioned that earlier, Sarah. That is what MS Diamonds does. Super Bowl rings for the rider and the owner of the Level 4 Open champion. So it is a fantastic event. And like I said, if you can't come to Oklahoma City, all of this is also streamed. So you can certainly find it. And where do people go to find out how to um, either come and get tickets for the Futurity or how to go ahead and hop on the live stream? Where do they go? The best place would be nrhafuturity.com. It will have the schedule of events. You can get tickets. You can find the live stream. And if you are a fan and you really just like immersing yourself and knowing more and more about the industry, there's daily news releases that go up. So you can see, you know, which horse and riders did well in the first round. You can learn more about the special riders and horses at the event. You can see who each daily North American affiliate championship winner is. So it's a really fun place to stay plugged in if you're not at the event. And we're going to go ahead now and jump right into um, our first guest. And we are so excited to have Casey Deary on because he's going to talk a lot about some past events because, boy, he's won a bunch of them. So stay tuned. Well, we are so excited to have with us today NRHA $4 million rider, Casey Deary. He grew up in Texas riding horses and taking low-cost colts, training them and reselling them, allowing to grow his training business. In 1996, he began competing with his horse, Dusty, in NRHA events. And today, he is ranked number four in NRHA's leading lifetime riders. He holds the honor of winning the NRHA Futurity three times. First in 2012 on America's Next Gun Model, again in 2015 on She's Out of Your League, and most recently in 2021 on 1030. He also achieved the 2022 NRHA Open Reserve Security Championship title on Customize My Dream. And if you are a reigning fan, you have seen Casey Cherry's name at the top of all of our major events in this last year. 
He and his wife, Nicole, and their four children live in Weatherford, Texas. Casey, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Well, Casey, it was about one year ago to the date that you and I were freezing our tails off trying to shoot a video for NRHA leading up to the futurity. Um, we tried, what, four times and got rained out every single time? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was Ended just the coldest it. day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the videos turned the... out great. They were wonderful <laughs> yeah, videos. Looks great. Well, I so appreciate it. And nothing really shows uh, how dedicated you are when, as you're planning for the Super Bowl of our sport, you're out there in negative temperatures for us doing some promo. You're on this podcast <laughs> today. So, you know, thank you for always being so willing. <laughs> Absolutely. My honor to do it. Thank you. Well, Casey, for those who are listening who might not know you and how you got started, what was your kind of start in raining and why raining? You know, that story goes all the way back to uh, when I was a teenager. I was I was 15 years old and I went to a clinic with my 4-H group that a gentleman named James Davison taught. Um and I had some friends that, you know, had kind of done some raining here and there. But in that 4-H deal, you kind of do a little bit of everything. And going to that clinic, uh, I thought it was so cool that James could do anything that he wanted to do on his raining horse. So, you know, for instance, he ran a barrel pattern on it. He, I mean, he could just do anything he wanted to do because he had that horse so well-trained. So, you know, my thought early on was if I can learn how to teach those horses, those basics, they would be transferable to any discipline. Um, and I really, I loved the cow horse and I thought maybe I'd get into that a little bit when we came to Weatherford, but the rain and deal took off so much for us that, uh, we really haven't had a chance to slow down from that to, to experiment with anything else. I love that you do all these different disciplines, Casey. I myself am kind of an all-breed, all-discipline gal, and I just love that. But I also love, of course, for us, that you stuck with the reining. So this is our Futurity Show. So we would love to dive in a little bit more about your Futurity wins, as Sarah mentioned, and what each of those horses mean to you and your family and your business. Okay. That sounds great. They, they've all been special in their own way. Um you know, but I, I would have to say that the very first one was probably the most special to us. Um, you know, that, that was a mare that we had the privilege of owning half of. Um, we, we had a customer came to us in November of 2011 and said, we'd like you to find the nicest two-year-old that you can find for a prospect for next year. And Nicole and I are, you know, we, we kind of operate as a team. So it's, uh, it's never just me and it's never just her. We do our best to work together. And both of us fell in love with that little bald face mare that was going through the two-year-old sale. So, uh, we did all the homework we were supposed to. We did all the x-rays and the vet checking and all of that fun stuff. And, um, 
we were bidding on her and there obviously were other people that were interested in her. And I can remember my wife grabbing my arm saying, do not let that mare get away. And so we ended up able to buy her and those customers were kind enough to let us buy in halves with them. So as it went on, you know, at this point in my career, uh, I'd made the open security finals one time. So it wasn't like, you know, I was consistently showing up and making the finals and winning lots of prize money. Um, that mayor went to the Cowtown Classic for the first time and it felt terrible. And I remember finishing that run going, I hope I marked the 70. I had a one point lead change penalty and I thought, man, that just did not feel like it's supposed to feel. And they marked her a 222, I think is what they marked her. Um, nice. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking there's no way they're going to end up correcting that score. <laughs> and uh, I went and I watched the playback video and I thought, wow, that's what that looks like. I'm, I'm thinking the whole time that they're going to call me back and we marked the 212. But um, that mare had such a cool way of doing things and was such a gifted animal, such a gifted athlete that, uh, you know, she didn't have to be perfect to be dynamic. So mm -hmm. she went from that horse show, we went to the high roller and she won the high roller for 30 by five points or so, I think. And then the telephone started ringing. Um, everybody was trying to buy that mare. So my wife and I talked about it and, you know, we're young starving horse trainers with young children to feed. And, uh, the offers for the horse were significant offers. And, um, my wife likes to tell the story that I kind of put her in a thought and I said, don't you believe I can do it? And, uh, from that point on, we just decided we were going to keep her and go the distance. So, she ended up winning uh, the go rounds at the rain and fraternity. We tied with Sean Florida and, and Yankee Gun um, to win the rain and fraternity go rounds. And the night before the finals, Mr. Ochezzi came up and bought the mare from us. And that has kind of started a, a relationship with the Ochezzi family that is still strong today. So there was so much good that came out of that process besides just the winning of that fraternity. But that that mare certainly would be the one that put me on the map and it it you know it changed my wife and I's and our children's lives for sure I love Casey how you talk about your horses in relationship to the fact that it is a partnership right I mean you have to have good horses and good riders and good trainers in order to make it all work and I just so appreciate that 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 horse puts you on the map and that you're giving her so much credit kudos that's awesome well, well, I can tell you that I believe they deserve more of the credit than we do because there's been an awful lot of horses come through this place that I did not win the sturdy on. So <laughs> I, I think that those, those special individuals are what make that possible. There's a lot of great horsemen in our industry. There's a lot of great horse trainers and great showmen, but it takes getting that special individual to uh, make that stuff happen. Without a doubt. Absolutely. Are there any of the others that you want to chat about? 
yeah, I'm I'm happy to tell you all three of them. If, oh, if I'd love it. Time. Yes, please. Uh, so so 2015 was she's out of your league. Um, she's that mare is kind of uh, the story of don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> so the the gentleman that owned that mare was a uh, is a dear friend named Rod Curtis, and my wife years ago put a sign out in the front of our place that said writing lessons and my phone number it was about i don't know three by four sign not a big flashy nothing and and uh, so we got because of our area we got quite a few phone calls of people wanting to come take riding lessons rob curtis was one of those and he came for his son to take lessons on um nothing consistent it would just kind of be a, when they were available, he'd come out and ride. And, um, Rob drove uh, an old beat-up Suburban that I'm fairly certain would not pass inspection. And I honestly <laughs> felt bad taking his $25 for the riding lesson. So he came out over the course of probably two years with with uh, his son to take a, you know, a lesson. If, if they took 12 lessons a year it was a lot a lot of lessons for them so rob says to me one day i i would like to buy a fraternity horse and the first thing that pops in my head is what am i going to buy for this guy for fifteen hundred dollars that's going to be any good and uh so i tried i looked around we found a relatively inexpensive two-year-old that he liked the breeding on he liked the look of and we tried it and was a nice enough horse but the first horse show we took it to she did not fire and rob said just get rid of her and i'm thinking i felt like he had invested his entire life savings into this horse and i'm i'm obligated to make the best i can make of it and he says nope just get rid of it it's not gonna work get rid of it so we ended up finding a uh, seems like she maybe went to a 4-H kid, got a great home, and, and they loved her. Um, but then Wimpy's little chick had her second foal, and I'm very close to Oswood Stallion Stations and, and the Archezzi family also. So, you know, they're telling me, hey, this she's got a yellow filly. Go look at her. Tell us what you think of her. And so – Rob says, can I go with you to see her? And I said, well, sure. You go over with me. And we drive over and, and look at her and she's beautiful in the pasture. And, uh, Rob says, I want her. Now keep in mind, his, I don't think his car is going to pass inspection and I feel bad taking his money for lessons. And I said, well, yeah, Rob, I want her too. And he says, no, I want a buyer. And I said, well, do you have a group of friends that you can put together to afford her? And he says, I don't need any friends. Buy the horse. And I'm struggling to process the fact that he's telling me to buy that horse. And so I'm sure it was like hitting me with a stick to get me to understand that he was ready to write a check for her. And so once that finally settled in, I'm thinking, man, oh man, all this time I've I've felt bad for charging you for these riding lessons and you're about to buy one of the nicest weanling prospects in the world. So it's been a really fun experience with Rob through that whole deal. He was, 
he was able because he lived close to come out. I mean, I, I think he probably watched 70% of the training that did on that mare. Like he was here not every day, but a whole bunch of it. And so through that whole process, that mare won the Vegas fraternity and, uh, then won the reigning fraternity. And it's just been a really, really fun experience to have a, a guy that has become one of my very close friends um, be successful like that. And then, you know, through the whole process of raising foals, you know, breeding and raising downright amazing. And then that mare went in the derby and, um, that mare sent sold to Debbie good. Who's also a customer in the barn. So it's like the fan club for that mare just keeps growing and growing and growing. And, and I think we're probably still on the, the beginning side of it based off of how she's produced. So, um, that mare's, like I said, has built a big fan club around here for sure. This is just so fun. Even, you know, being in the industry, having come in after this, but now seeing the results of the fan club, this is really so neat to hear, you know, the grassroots of it, where it started. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's, been, uh, it, it's been quite the ride. And then... You know, if you'd like to highlight your most recent security win as well with 1030, uh, I'm sure our listeners would love to hear about that as well. So 1030 story is is kind of a funny one in the fact that uh, he belonged to a customer, uh, Brooke Wharton, bred and raised him. Brooke still owns his mother. Um and she put him in the fraternity sale as a yearling. And at the time, Dainty Little Step had only produced a cow horse. Um, hadn't hadn't had anything that had really done anything in the reigning. So um, she put the colt in the sale, and I never knew he existed. Brooke has got several horses, and you know, has kind of run her own deal for a while. Uh, the first time I see him, she leads him out of the stall at the yearling sale for them to go lead him through the sale ring. It's the first time I ever lay eyes on him. And I looked at her and I said, Brooke, why in the world are you selling this colt? This is the nicest thing I've ever seen you raise. And she said, well, I, I just didn't think you'd be interested because his mother has only produced one cow horse. And I said, I don't care what she's produced. He's gorgeous to look at. And so I have to watch the horse go through the sale ring and sell. And uh, Fred and Danny Tremblay and Cooper Smith all bought him together. I'm like, I would have loved to have had that colt. And so as it goes, Danny's guys started him and then Danny took over and they did a fantastic job on him. And we're at the Derby that next summer. And Fred says, you need to see this colt. So he shows me a video of Danny running and stopping this thing. And this is summer of his two-year-old year. And, it, you know, kudos to Danny. But it looked just like it did the night I won the fraternity on him. I mean, he, the colt is so gifted and natural at it. And Danny did such a good job of putting it together that I rarely had to work on running and stopping that horse. So... I take a customer, um, Jody Puno, that owns America's Next Top Gun, 
buy there and she buys him from Danny as a two year old and we go through the process and riding and and then uh spring of his three year old year I get a phone call from a guy that I really want to buy your best three year old, uh the top fraternity prospect. I want a stallion. I had a couple of options for him to look at and that was the one that he picked and that was uh Aldo Ramon with Rancho El Fordin and rest is history from there on. But he's that colt kinda has been in the family and out of the family and in the family again and it's uh it's kind of been a uh roller coaster of a ride with that one but he's uh that's such a talented horse and you know when one run stops like that horse does you just kind of have to survive the rest of it and not that he's not good at those parts but the stop was just so incredible well you know hearing this i always kind of think of the phrase it takes a village and i just think it's really neat kind of getting to go through the stories of how many people were involved to make these magical moments happen that we all get to see at the security. I think it's amazing. And, you know, a lot of our listeners on the podcast today might not have been to the security or might not know what it means to those of us in the industry. Could you talk a little bit about just what that kind of a win means to a rider in their career and their life in general? Well, you know, to, to speak of of your point there of it takes a village, it really does. I mean, I, I have, you know, if you start from the bottom of that horse up, I have a, a horseshoer that has done my work since 2004, and we work together really well, and he does a great job of keeping those horses, you know, healthy and sound and their feet good, and then you go up to their legs and the rest of the, the body. I have... Um, multiple great veterinarians that I work with and all the way to their teeth. I have a great dentist and Randy Redinger that, you know, make sure that that part is like it's supposed to, um, you know, or my chiropractor, Brent Proctor does a good job of, of making all of the, the rest of that body comfortable. So it, it really does, you know, not just the people that are full-time employees here at, at Deary Ranch, but all of the, other guys that come in to make sure that all those parts work. It's, it's not anywhere close to just me. It's literally dozens of people that it takes to get those horses to that level. So if, if I don't have those guys doing their part, it doesn't matter how good I am at my part because it's not going to function the way it's supposed to function. So when I get to have a win, it's, it's a win for all of those guys. They all share in the, you know, in the celebrations and, uh, it, it's creates more jobs for them in the future, more work for them in the future. And same, same here on the place. It creates jobs for new young assistants. And, um, you know, obviously the, the money is what keeps all of the business running and it keeps us in a situation where we can continue to bring up the next generation of horse trainers. And we sure need to do that, don't we? We need to keep it going, right? We need to keep the enthusiasm and everything going. So, Casey, this has been so great today. Thank you so much for all your input on our Futurity show. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we um, end today? Well, you know, I think probably the only part that didn't get stressed enough is 
how much my wife does in the deal. My wife runs our entire office and she is my number one cheerleader. And she helps me make the decisions on the horses that I'm showing. You know, this year I had a really good group of horses to choose from. And that is a, that is a tough decision for me. You know, you always want to make sure you pick the ones that you're going to get along the best with, but you know, we're trying to do a good job for a lot of different owners. And so uh, to have my wife there as a sounding board and have her opinion is, is priceless for me. You know, it's hard for me to fathom being able to do this job at any sort of successful level without her support behind me. So, uh, you know, I can tell you that to have, to have the right partner on your team there is, makes a big difference. So Casey, how do folks find you and Nicole? What is your website? Um, what else do you want to share for people to be able to track you down? You know, I don't even have an email, so I'm not great at all of that, but my wife can manage all kinds of stuff. I, our website is dearyperformance.com and you can look us up on the Facebook. There's a Deary Facebook page and um, uh, I have a telephone with WhatsApp on it. So <laughs> if you need to get a hold of me, the phone call is the best way to do it. Well, I love it. And for those of you that want to know more, you can also go on to NRHA's website and look up Find a Pro and you can find Casey there as well. So Casey, thanks again so much for being on the show today. It was our pleasure to have you. Well, thank you guys so much. I appreciate the chance to be here. Well, that was so much fun to get to hear the backstory leading up to so many really iconic moments in NRHA's history. It is so important, isn't it, to know some of the grassroots of how it all started? Because all you do is see them in the limelight. You don't necessarily know the behind the scenes. So that was wonderful to hear Casey's story on those three fabulous horses. That was awesome. And in the spirit of It Takes a Village, you know, he talked about that so much. But for NRHA's success, for the horse industry's success, you know, it really does take a village. It takes board members championing the sport. It takes fans. It takes partnerships. It takes sponsors. And our next guest was all of that and is all of that to this day. (laughs) He absolutely. I'm so excited that we're going to have Frank Constantini on next. We are so thrilled to have Frank Constantini who is going to be our next guest. He has been involved with horses since riding at a young age in 4-H. He is the Director of Western Disciplines for Markel and has served four two-year terms as our President of the National Reining Horse Association. Frank has also been inducted into our National Reining Hall of Fame, and he has served as a past chairman for the NRHA Hall of Fame Committee. He and his wife, Susan, live in Ohio. Hello, Frank. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Christy. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. We are so excited uh, to have you on. Well, this is our futurity episode, so we are definitely going to dive into all things futurity here in a moment, but we cannot start that without diving into your experiences with NRHA because they are a lot. You have been a part of reigning for such a long time, and we would just love for you to share with our guests kind of how it all began. What is your journey? Well, Christy, you know, I'm, I'm older than I look, really. Uh, I managed to uh, not <laughs> act anywhere near as old as I am. You know, um, I, I've had a lot of great company over the years, and it started when I was rather young, and I was uh, showing in the quarter horse segment of the pleasure horse industry and had a horse that garnered some halter points. And, and then a, a very good friend of mine, the guy that uh, 
uh, we bought our first horse from uh, by the name of Bob Julian said, Hi, did you ever think about reining? I said, well, what's that? And uh, I bought a reining horse that actually, her name was Miss Bubble Bars, and she was shown in the 1966 Futurity by Danny Train. So that's how I awesome. got my start was that mare. And uh, it's hard to believe she was shown in the first Futurity, which has been 55 odd years ago. And, uh, you know, Raining kind of grabbed me by the collar and, and along with the NRHA and uh, a, a longtime trainer that I was affiliated with by the name of Bill Horn. And uh, the rest is kind of history, as, as you alluded to, Christy. It uh, was very gratifying to be elected to the presidency of the NRHA on two different occasions. It was uh, very, very monumental in NRHA's career and my career. And along with that, uh, being president of the Sports Foundation, uh, I was also chair of the FEI Reigning Technical Committee, which got me involved with the international aspect of our sport. And, uh, you know, I like to think that it helped me grow when I helped Reigning and NRHA grow a little bit along the way. I would say probably more than a little bit along the way. (laughs) Well, it's been a a great journey. It's been a great journey. I had the uh, the opportunity to participate at uh, most of the World Equestrian Games starting in 1989 in Rome. And then uh, we were a demonstration sport there. And the Italians were a a great resource for us to call on to uh, exhibit the modern-day reigning horse. And, you know, then Hareth and and Aachen and... um, you know, Lexington and all the world equestrian games at, at that particular juncture, uh, you know, I had an opportunity to participate at the uh, USET Festival of Champions for a number of years. I was there when Bill Horn did the reigning demonstration that uh, paved our way for uh, acceptance by the USET. And uh, as I said, it provided a lot of great opportunities for me. And, and hopefully I provided some for NRHA along the way as, as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Frank, from a business standpoint, you know, obviously, personally, you've been involved in NRHA, but now with Markel being a title level corporate partner, you know, there's a lot of different things that Markel can sponsor. You know, why is it so important for you for Markel to be involved in such a large way with the reigning industry specifically? Well, my passion started in the reigning industry other than you know, the participation at the AQHA level and, you know, some regional uh, AQHA shows. But NRHA really is kind of where I made my bones, so to speak. And um, the support of the reigning industry uh, towards Markel has been been second to none also. You know, we've uh, got a lot of very, very active clients and long-standing loyal clients that are leaders in the industry and it's helped pave the way for markel and myself to um become involved with reigning at all levels not just the upper level but also some of the regional aspects of, of the sport and uh you know both abroad and domestically you know we sponsor several events in in western europe we sponsor a, a lot of events here in the states and markel has never uh actually said no to any idea that NRHA and or I brought to them. They've always, if uh, they had some questions, obviously uh, made some suggestions and how they thought it could help benefit both organizations. And it's just been a wonderful marriage uh, of two great companies, NRHA and Markel. 
And Frank, for those that might not know, could you tell us a little bit more about all the different services that Markel provides to the horse industry? Uh, sure. Well, um, obviously, horse mortality is 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 our ballywick. That's what that's what we're um, known for, and we offer twenty four hour coverage. We cover, you know, the horses uh, from whenever anyone binds an application with us. Um, from that time forward, you know, and it's, it's an agreed value contract. Uh, if someone purchases a, as a horse for 35,000, we cover it for 35,000. No questions asked. We also, with that, uh, provide uh, a guaranteed renewal and emergency colic surgery. And, you know, it's, it's like I tell people, you know, they don't know whether how they're bred or how much they cost, whether it's Christmas, Easter, or the 4th of July, if they get sick, they need someone to be in attendance or to attend to them, I should say. And Markel always has somebody available. And most of the specialists have their cell phone numbers with all their clients, as do our claims and underwriting departments. We, we can always get a hold of somebody with Markel, uh, which is one major part of our uh, industry. We also offer liability insurance for professional horsemen, for um, you know the amateur horsemen. If their horse does something that hurt someone else or someone a horse gets hurt under their care we provide liability insurance for that we provide liability insurance for the organizations that are producing these events uh i.e the nrha fraternity the derby the nrbc um you know just a plethora of events around the country um which, which you know can be a a very big um challenge for both markel and the in the events um you, you know and it's it's just something that we offer also uh, along with that, we do farms, ranches, uh, just a plethora of things that, that most people in the horse industry uh, think about but really don't uh, quite understand until something develops that they may, may need uh, the advice of a company like Markel. And that's what I love about Markel. You know, when you're at these events or like you said, 24 hours a day, being able to call somebody and have that explanation, because a lot of us just want to ride our horses and own our horses. Well, and we don't yeah. necessarily want to think about insurance. So that's what's so fabulous. No, no. And nobody likes to talk to an insurance man, including me. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's something that is, uh, you, you know, never really comfortable when you're talking about values or, uh, you know, different nuances that might affect the horse's insurability and, uh, you, you know, it's not really a pleasant subject and, and unless you uh, have a need. But then when you have a need, you want to get a hold of a human being and you want to be able to talk to somebody and, and have them, uh, you know, empathize with you and, and you know, make sure that your your uh, whatever your situation is, whether it be a horse that has an illness or injury or a, a, a barn that had a problem with windstorm hail or burned down, possibly, you know, you want to be able to get a hold of somebody that, that uh, has been able to share in your, you know, your successes and your uh, disappointments. And uh, I think that's what Markel brings to the table. You know, we have uh, all our specialists, our horse people, uh, our underwriters and our claims adjusters, our horse people, we've, we've all had different challenges ourselves in the horse industry. And, and we can relate to the people that do business with us. And no matter how much, you know, everybody gets into this digital age or whatever, uh, you know, basically it is a relationship industry, a relationship type of business. And we like to think that our people, you know, create relationships with various entities in the horse industry. It sure is a relationship business. And I'll tell you from that perspective, 
for the Futurity, there is the sale that we talked about a little bit earlier in the show. Sarah and I kind of introduced it, but could you go into a little bit more depth about that sale and how Markel's involvement and what that sale means to you personally? We would love to hear more about it. Well, the sale has been a staple with NRHA for a number of years. And, um, you know, back in Back at the time period when I was president, I remember the the first time that we sold a million dollars worth of horses, and and the late Vic Clark was a sale manager, and you know I gave him a hug right after the sale because it was a, a it was one of the primary sources of revenue for the NRHA, but but then as it as it took a life of its own and became even a bigger and broader mainstay for the running horse organization than NRHA, we needed to. Uh, put forth a little more effort in the promotion of it. What Markel does is provide follow the hammer coverage. And what that does is when the last horse is sold, the 24 hour period following Markel ensures every one of those horses for what they sold for that particular day. And what that does is it gives the sale company, which is NRHA, it gives the buyer and seller uh, an opportunity to at least know that that horse is going to be insured for 24 hours, which will give time for the new purchaser to hopefully either contact their agent, get to a Markel specialist that happens to be on site, or whatever, to continue the insurance coverage on that particular uh, animal. And with the price of horses today, I tell people that, look, if you can reach into your pocket and pull out enough money to just replace that individual, should he happen to exp- he or she happen to expire, then then you don't need insurance. But if if you feel that that could be a burden, take some of that money and, and shift the, the worry from, from your plate to Markel's and uh, you can go home and sleep at night knowing your animal is going to be, be adequately protected. And there are a lot of great agents, there are a lot of great companies in, in the business today, but I like to think Markel has a, a heads up on most of them because whether it's with uh, you know Debbie Kale or Karen Shedlaskis or any one of the other Markel specialists, if they're out of the picture, they can get a hold of somebody at the home office that understands the, the needs of a horseman and can get, get that uh, animal or situation resolved on a 24-hour basis. And I think that's, that, that's the biggest, you, you know, everybody talks about, well, my agent so-and-so. And once again, that's a great, great thought. And it, it, I'm certainly glad that they're, uh, uh, have a great relationship with their specialist or agent. But the, the, the parent company is so critical to the coverage and the claims paying ability that uh, we all look for in this industry. I think those are such great points. You know, it's kind of a no brainer for us in this industry. We see you all all the time. We're all such good friends, but really, you know, even I learned a lot about the parent company of Markel today. So I think that's such great information for everybody to get to learn about. Well, Markel as a company operates in, in, in three different areas, insurance, reinsurance, and investments. And they're in the top 300 of all Fortune 500 companies, and they're just a huge conglomeration, and uh, their stock is publicly traded, so no one has to worry about how the company is that is uh, insuring their farm, ranch, or horses, because all they have to do is look on the NYSC and see Markel's uh, earnings uh, or Markel's share price every day of the week. And, and that, that to me says a lot about a company. Absolutely. Well, Frank, if there's listeners on here, whether they're NRHA members, not NRHA members, new to the industry, and they want to learn more about Markel, 
obviously we know they can stop by the booth if they're at the security, but what are other ways they can learn a little bit more? Well, they can go to our website and, and uh, uh, let's see, what website is the easiest to navigate through? It's probably uh, uh, horseinsurance.com or Markel at uh, horseinsurance.com and find out anything they uh, wish to know about the company and or uh, the products that we offer. You know, we have a personal lines division. We, we insure boats. We insure pets. We, we insure just the, almost every item, fine arts. Uh, you, you know, we, we, we try to take care of all the needs of our, our clients as best we can. And, and I think Markel does a pretty good job of it, really. Um, and, uh, you know, let me just say this. I've been in the insurance business since 1976. And when I started, I worked for a company called Prudential. And uh, it goes without saying that the piece of the rock or whatever was, was the leading insurance company in, the day, uh, in its day. And uh, w- whenever I went out and sold somebody a piece of the rock, nobody ever questioned the company. And I've been with Markel uh, a little over 30 years now. And I feel the same about the, the equine insurance business and the, the property casualty business. When you go out and represent Markel, you don't have to think about going to anybody else because they represent the finest in the industry. And, and not that I'm the end-all, cure-all, but I think if, um, you know, I'll state my reputation on the two companies that I've represented for quite a few years. And Frank, is there anything else that you would like to add about NRHA, the NRHA maturity as a whole from Frank's perspective because of everything you have done with Rainey? Well, you know, a lot of us were talking earlier this year in Scottsdale about how long we're going to work. And, uh, you know, if I've got a retirement plan or I don't mean a retirement plan per financial, but a plan for what I'm going to do when I retire and, uh, Several of us were standing around discussing it, and we all cannot believe that the Western horse industry is reaching the heist that it is currently. And it 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 has nowhere near peaked, in my opinion, yet you have people like Taylor Sheridan, Thomas Tall, just a host of people uh, promoting the industry these days. And uh, I'm going to stick around and just see how high we can get. You know, Raining has been on a meteoric rise ever since our first acceptance into the World Equestrian Games. And I think that with uh, the Run for the Million, the American Performance Horse, and obviously the NRHA's um, soul and heart, or heart rather, uh, the NRHA fraternity, uh, which is coming up in a couple of weeks, there's just no telling how big the, the industry is going to get. And uh, I'm going to stick around as long as I can just to see it. Awesome, Frank. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. You really made it a pleasure. Ladies, have a great day. It is always so amazing to me, Sarah, how we have people in our industry that have been from the very beginning. The fact that Frank had a horse in the very first maturity all those years ago is fantastic. Yes. And kind of just getting the backstory, you know, we, always talk about the hype of the futurity and being there that week, but really getting to hear the stories behind the winds and hearing about those horses and how these amazing horses bring so many people together. It just makes me even more excited for the futurity. Oh, without a doubt. So how do people get tickets for the futurity? How do people listening come to Oklahoma city and be a part of it all? Well, we'd love to have everyone join us. The best way to learn everything they need to know is at nrhafuturity.com. If you're a regular, there's a tab and you can just click right on tickets and purchase your tickets. If you're new and it's your first time, there's different tabs and you can look at 
our host hotels. You can look at the full schedule. You can kind of see the different events and maybe plan your trip around the things you really want to be at. But your best bet is just to go straight to the source at nrhafuturity.com. And for everybody listening, the show begins on November the 21st and runs through until December 2nd. And it is an all-day, everyday extravaganza and so much fun. And you can come for one day or the whole time, whatever works in your schedule. And, of course, it's in Oklahoma City at the fairgrounds. So now, everyone, go out and have the slide of your life.